What's up, gorgeous bitches? Welcome to Siren Confessions, formerly known as the Boss Bitch Podcast. Before we dive in, I just want to give you a little disclaimer that listening to this podcast may result in creating the life and business that you crave, embodying your magnetism, and owning your siren energy. I'm Elizabeth, and I'm your visibility and confidence mentor, helping you uncover your inner bad bitch so that you can reclaim your confidence and create the life you know you're meant to live, aka one that turns you the hell on. We're going to cover all the things, how to get visible, how to take up the space you deserve, how to integrate pleasure into your life and business, how to be your true, authentic, maybe sexy, maybe weird, maybe quirky self, and so much more, including lots of spicy siren confessions. So sit back, relax, grab your favorite drink, and let's dive into some juicy confessions. Hello, I have a quick little PSA for you, bitch. So I am very excited to announce that I have created a very juicy program called Seducing Six Figures. It's a six-month hybrid course mastermind. It's for creatrixes, hoes, and boss bitches who are making four to five figures a month and are ready to scale, aka make more, do bigger things um, without overworking and doing it all in pleasure. Okay, there are 10 spots available, although I believe three are taken. Um, by the time you hear this, I should have confirmation on that. So just you'll see in the show notes the link. You can click on that, get all the info. Um, there is an application to join. It's very basic. It's just to make sure it's a good fit for you. And that link is in the show notes as well. So if you have questions, if you want to chat about it, DM me. But let's just dive on in to today's Juicy Siren Confessions. Hello, hello. I am excited to give you kind of like an updated podcast episode. So I was thinking about what I wanted to talk about today. And I feel like this is something that comes up sometimes with um, my own clients. And it's something that's changed a bit from the first time I recorded it, which was literally a week before we went into lockdown. So uh, what was that? Two years ago, two and a half years ago, something like that. Um, Excuse me. So I made my first ever podcast about how to run your energy in the service industry. And it's one of my most listened to and downloaded episodes to this day on the podcast. And I was curious about it because I haven't listened since I recorded it. So I went back and listened to it um, earlier today. And although a lot of the information I still do stand by, um, the way it's kind of presented and it's so interesting listening back to my voice and like, it's just funny, right? Like I've come a long way since then. I remember I had like a whole script written out that I was like almost reading verbatim, um, which I don't do anymore. And I remember I used to sit down and like edit every single um and like and silence and whatever out of the episodes and it would take me forever, which is why I didn't make podcast episodes for the longest time. 
But um, yeah, so this is an updated version of how to run your energy as a service provider. And since I'm also not in the salon anymore, it is interesting, you know, the same, a lot of the same uh, tips apply to what I'm doing now, which is mentorship and coaching. Um, so I think that this is across the board, great information for anyone who runs a service-based business, whether that be in-person or virtual. But um, yeah, it is interesting hearing my thoughts on it when I was only in the salon, like I was just dipping my toe in the coaching world when I recorded the first episode. So, you know, it it reminds me how hectic things can be when you're in a hands-on service business, right? So um, just keeping that in mind. And also there was a little bit of some spiritual bypassing stuff going on in that episode. And so um, just my own, I don't know if education is the right word, but my own... Um, learning since then and realization since then are pretty different you know like um i am now diagnosed with uh oh my gosh anxiety and depression and adhd and all these things and i've you know i have an autoimmune condition and like things really affect me um differently and they were affecting me back then too i very vividly remember not feeling well a lot of the time but i just powered through everything and kept myself really busy um which really you know wasn't healthy right so i do think that i'm in a better place just emotionally spiritually energetically um all those things that gives me a better perspective right it's like I don't know. At one point, I just was like, if you like show up positive, then the universe has no choice but to just give you positivity back. And it's like, oh my gosh, when you learn better, you do better, right? Um, I think that's how the saying goes. So anyway, this is me learning and just kind of doing better. So I'm not going to take that podcast episode off, I don't think, but I may put a little disclaimer in the notes. Um, We'll see. So jumping right in. Okay, and I, I say running your energy as opposed to protecting your energy because it has more of a, um, it has less of a negative tone to it when you walk around like, I need to protect, I need to protect, I need to protect. It's kind of like putting up a barrier between you and the world around you and kind of, and sometimes that's, that is what we need to do, right? If we're feeling unsafe, if we're feeling unsure, like, you know, if, if we can, like, I sometimes have to kind of visualize doing that if I feel like the person or people around me are, I don't know, sucking my energy, sucking my juices dry. And I just want to try and, like, make sure I keep my energy and my, um, oh my gosh, you guys, my brain is having a hard time today. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Oh my gosh, not my spirit, but I guess you could say that. <laughs> Um, yeah, just keeping my energy mine and letting other people's energy be theirs and kind of creating a little bit of a separation between me and people. Um, yeah, so that's why I say running instead of protecting, um, just in general, because I think if we go around thinking of running our energy, it's more, um, an empowering statement, right? So, um, separate yourself from your clients, meaning... Again, if you have to envision your own bubble and their own bubble, that could be helpful 
because it's so easy for um, people in the service industry are typically pretty deep empaths. And we have a tendency to try and um, fix things. We try and take things on as our own. We try and make things like, quote, better for other people, which of course it's like usually coming from a compassionate place, but it can also kind of come from that saviorism place of like, you know, if I don't, who will? And I'm the only one that can handle this. I'm the only one that can fix this. I think that's also like being a martyr a little bit. Um, so just know that nothing is on you to like fix and nothing is on you to as your responsibility besides the service that you're providing, right? So if you are like a hands-on provider, say you're like a massage therapist or a makeup artist or um, a hairstylist, whatever, <clears throat> then we um, definitely want to keep that separation because we're not responsible for our clients' emotions or outcomes or actions, right? Especially in the coaching industry, I think a lot of people take a lot, or a lot of coaches take a lot of ownership over their clients' outcomes um, and over their clients' like results. And that's just unethical, honestly, because that totally takes away someone else's autonomy. And, you know, obviously with something like hair, yeah, you did that hair color, right? It's like, okay, yes, you can be responsible for the outcome of that service because that's literally the service that they're there for. But beyond that, not so much, right? If they come in and they're having a bad day, it's not on you to make sure that they feel better when they leave. Um, And it doesn't mean anything about you or your service if they leave and they still seem like they're in, you know, a funky mood or like having a bad day or whatever, Um, it's being able, that's being able to separate ourselves from what we do and from our clients in a healthy way. So part of what can help with this, especially if your client is, um, very emotional or you can feel yourself starting to feel their feelings, you know what I mean? Um, you can visualize your sacral chakra kind of closing. I envision almost like doors doing, I'm using my hands and you can't see me. <laughs> um, I'm recording this for YouTube also, so like you can see me, but the people listening cannot see me. So it's like I imagine if you don't know, your sacral chakra is down in like the womb space, kind of underneath your belly button. Um, and it's usually a red. I Well, for me, I think it, I don't know if that's what it is for everybody, but for me, I visualize it being red. And so it's kind of like glowing. Right. And I just kind of imagine almost like basement doors kind of closing on top of it and keeping it contained. Uh, My Reiki practitioner taught me that when um, in in being able to kind of like protect my emotional state when Leo, my son, would be having a meltdown. Um, You know, it was like having that little bit of separation between him and I so that I could hold him in his emotions and not worry about my own so much taking over. And that something like that, a visualization of that kind can help, right? So separating yourself from your clients, visualizing either bringing your energy back to you, almost like a bubble, or you could use like, you know, your arms kind of widening and like gathering or just kind of imagining your energy as like a color and bringing it all back in and anything that's not that color just stays where it's at. Um, Those are all ways to help create that separation space, right? 
Along with that takes a lot of nervous system regulation. And this is just really important in general if you are dealing with people in your job, right? So any service provider um, really should be working on regulating their nervous system um, continuously, like all the time as much as possible so that you can hold your clients as safely as possible and not get triggered or not feel reactive or responsive if they're having a hard time or even if they're kind of trying to put something on you or blame you for something, right? It's our job as the coach, as the provider of the space to be able to hold our clients in whatever capacity they're in, right? And that's not to say that we like should be okay with, I don't know, some sort of like verbal abuse or um, mistreatment of any kind. But I know for me, like there are some times where I'm just like, really having a hard time. I'm really feeling low. I'm feeling frustrated. And I know I can go to my coach with that and she will hold me. Like she's not going to sit there and be defensive or reactive because she thinks I'm attacking her in some way because she knows that she's separate from me and she is not responsible for me and my my reactions and my outcomes and my emotional state, right? We work together. She helps me. She supports me. She guides me. But it's not on her to like fix me, right? And so that is how to hold a healthy boundary within an energetic, on an energetic level, right? With your clients. And and a part of that is literally holding boundaries with clear communication. So I don't know, if you need to communicate a boundary to a client, right, being able to keep yourself regulated, keep yourself grounded, um, and be able to communicate that to them without adding your own emotional um, uh, weight to it is also very important. Like, even if you feel like they deserve to be, you know, like ripped a new one, then it's still like, is that going to get you anywhere feel it closer to feeling better like probably not but clear communication with clear boundaries is going to help so much with that especially if you're newer to working together or um, if they have an idea of what you're going to give them that's just not possible or it's not what you previously spoke about or it's not your specialty or whatever especially right with hair clients what's coming up for me around this topic is like um, communication in the consultation and it's like making sure that you both are hearing each other because I so many stylists that I know like can get really frustrated inside of a consultation because there's not like the communication is not really working And they get really frustrated and then they're just like, okay, fine, whatever. They kind of, they check out, right? But then they agree to do the service and then then the client's not happy. And then it's just this whole cycle of shit, right? That could kind of have been nipped in the bud in the beginning. But we have to be really firm and clear, right? So for me, like if someone comes in, and this hasn't happened now in a while because, um, well, I mean, I'm not at the salon anymore, but this hadn't happened for a while. But it used to happen occasionally in my studio. Um, People would just kind of like pop in and want a consultation or they'd book a consultation. They'd come in and and it was just like they didn't know what they wanted. Like I couldn't 
and and I'm a I'm a good consultationist. Okay, I ask lots of questions. Like we talk, we talk, we look at pictures, we break things apart, we talk, talk, talk. And if I don't feel like I can fully understand what it is the person's asking, or if I don't feel like I can execute it for any number of reasons, right? Usually it's because it's clear they don't know what they want, and that's the kind of client I didn't want in my chair because there's no way to make them happy. Usually, um, you know, I would just tell them like, look. I don't think I'm the person that can execute the vision that you have. I'm a little confused on the vision that you have, and I don't want to go into a service feeling that way. I want to be very certain about where the direction we're going. So, you know, I encourage you to, you know, look around, go schedule consultations with a couple of other stylists and see if maybe their communication style is better suited for you. Or, you know, take some more time and really figure out what it is that you'd like what you want and then maybe we can talk again and um you know sometimes it was awkward and sometimes it was fine but that's what I mean with you know really being clear and holding your boundaries and along with that comes or having a regulated nervous system so it might not seem like it's all interconnected but trust me it is okay and that's all part of doing the work and when I say like doing the work it's literally working on yourself so that you can show up and be this grounded version of yourself for your clients and for your business, all right? Um, Part of that would be turning to pleasure practices. Um, I talk about this inside the Six Figure Seductress, the three-day event that I just led on um, last week. And um, I give you a whole list of different types of pleasure practices you can try. So if you want to check that out, it's $99 and we'll link it in the show notes. It's a really good um, three-day series. You get lots and lots of information. And honestly, the whole third day is talking about nervous system regulation. So if it's something that intrigues you and you feel like you really would benefit from that, um, definitely check that out. I also have a freebie to start if you're not ready to invest $99, but um, we'll put both in the show notes. You can check them out. Um, You know, turning to pleasure, especially when you're feeling, your nervous system is feeling heightened or you're feeling like kind of triggered or whatever, if you're able to turn to a pleasure practice just to help even shift 1% or like ground 1%, it can be extremely worthwhile. So um, figuring out what you like to do and, having like a go-to list maybe in your phone or somewhere is great. Um, Now, I'll give you a few tips that are like actionable tips, like quick kind of um, immediate things you can do while you're working to just help run your energy um, in a healthy way. Um, You can rinse your hands with cold water in between each client. That helps just kind of um, cut the cord, cut the bond, and it just refreshes your own energy, right? It's like you're releasing the energy of the person who you were just with. Um, You can also keep black tourmaline in your space. Um, I think typically it's like all four corners of the room, but if I can't do that, I'll just keep it um, by the doorway or I would keep it at my workstation when I worked at a bigger salon space. Um, it's just something that helps with energy. And um, you can also envision a cord, right? So if you're feeling like you're hanging on to 
an energy or an emotional state from a pre from a client that you had come in contact with or even anybody any person you can imagine like a cord running between the two of you and literally just envision cutting the cord like i know that sounds really simplistic but really whenever i've done this it's like immediate relief i usually feel it in my chest and it's like i can literally feel the cord just like like uncoiling be like like coming out so that is a way um to also cut ties energetically with someone or emotionally with someone um you always want to make sure you envision like your own energy coming back to you though um that's important and let's see i'm looking at my list um yeah so other than that oh i am statements are really good so if you notice that you're feeling specific types of ways, you know, while you're at work or when you're leaving work or when you wake up in the morning, um, thinking of some I am statements that can help, like I am worthy of receiving, I am great at what I do, I am grounded in this moment, I am allowed to ask for what I want, I am allowed to have clear boundaries i am safe to speak my mind um you know whatever whatever feels true for you you can you know just have a list of them that you can refer to i used to write them on my mirror like my vanity mirror so i could look at them read them while i was getting ready um whatever works for you so another thing you can do is have a ritual to kind of start or end your work day and it could literally be something very basic like I'm gonna light this candle and that means my work day is starting I'm gonna blow out this candle and that means I can energetically release like everything from the day um it could be like I used to have a um like a room spray it was like a sage spray and I would uh spritz that in my studio to kind of cleanse in the morning and then I'd kind of cleanse in the evening and that was that scent still when I smell it to this day reminds me of starting my work day in the salon in my studio and um so thinking of ways you can like ignite your senses smell is a really easy one because it is connected so deeply to our memories um you know, but whatever feels good for you. Maybe it's like I'm going to get to this, to work early so I can like sit and enjoy a cup of coffee before I start my clients. Or maybe it's like I'm going to listen to my favorite song while I walk into work. I'm going to um, sit in my favorite chair because it's so soft. I'm going to spend like five minutes just like using the sensory, like using, you know, touching and feeling and using that sensory um uh what the hell's the word I don't even know whatever using this using my senses right to um cue that we're gonna start work for the day and uh that that worked really well for me that was really nice you can also add things to it you can do like some deep breathing you can do meditation you can do some stretching like whatever you like to do that helps you ground into being in the present moment is perfect. And um, you can start simply and then like work your way into a more um, more steps of a ritual. But I found that having a ritual was really fun. And let's see. Um, oh, a good a good question to ask yourself, especially if you're feeling kind of not not 
high vibes, right? It's totally fine to not feel high vibes, but how can we help ourselves still show up and do what we need to do even when we're feeling kind of like womp, womp, womp. So what do I need in order to show up today? And it's so simple, but it's very impactful because then it really gets you to, you know, look inward and think deeper on you know, is there something my body needs? Is there something my spirit needs? Is there something like my mindset needs? Um, is there something I need physically? Like, do I need to eat? Do I need to drink water? Do I need to move my body? Do I need a little bit more rest? Um, you know, do I need to listen to some affirmations? Like, what do you need in order to even shift just 1% so that you can show up and do what you need to do for the day? Right. And there might be times, too, where it's like, fuck, what I really need to do is just take a rest day. And that's okay too. People understand. I think a lot of times in the service industry, we get really caught up in, um, you know, pleasing everybody and showing up even when we're sick or even when we're really struggling or even when, you know, like our world is falling apart and pretending like everything's fine. And I've noticed that for me, being just being honest about where I'm at, whether that be like with myself, with the people around me, with my clients, it's um, been very helpful. So even when I've gone through really kind of traumatic things in my personal life, you know, I just tell my clients like, hey, you know, I'm going through something. I'm probably going to be more quiet. Like, you know, just know that it's not you. It's just me processing and I might not be in the mood to talk and they just respond so lovingly. They're like, I hope everything's okay. It's like no problem. And um, we sometimes just have kind of like a silent appointment. And so that allows me to show up and not be more depleted afterwards, right? So if I know that I do have to show up and do the thing, it's like, how can I make that as easy for myself as possible? How can I support myself as possible? And all of these things are going to help you just in the bigger picture of running your business and allowing yourself to be a human because, you know, we don't have to show up high vibe all the time in order to have a successful business and we're allowed to be humans. And I know that that's hard to remember sometimes uh, because we really put a lot of pressure on ourselves to do things in whatever like perfect way we've concocted. ourselves Um, but it doesn't have to be like that right and when we start showing up again and you know I talk about this a lot with social media when we start to show up as our full selves and more honestly um, we start attracting the right people to our business who understand so Start thinking about if you need to thin the herd, (laughs) if you need to start letting clients go, or, you know, if someone is just giving, if if someone's on your schedule and it just throws you off for the whole day, or it's like you can't stop thinking about it because you're dreading it so bad, that's the time to really assess what's more worthwhile, right? Like your well-being or just keeping them as a client because when we start being very clear Okay, like, no, this isn't the type of person I want in my chair or in my business or on the phone with me or whatever. And then we get really clear on what we do want. Like, that is when the universe does start responding, right? We have to get clear with ourselves and then we have to 
get clear in our communication and then we have to show up as that person who wants these things is saying that they want these things like embodying that showing up as that person being that person and then you know things will start to shift and I've seen it happen for me I've seen it happen for my clients and sometimes it happens really fast and sometimes it's a slow burn it really depends it depends on how much time you have to devote to um you know doing something like this and it has and it's also has to do with you know how in it you are and you know in this day and age like where we're at right now it might also just take a little bit longer to build a clientele because people are the people are peopling you know they're like scared and I don't know, maybe they're feeling like they shouldn't be splurging on themselves for like, you know, these luxury services or whatever. But I would not let that stop you from showing up and selling the things, right? And being, finding your people. Because there's always people who can pay. Trust me, always, 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 always. So that being said, I hope this was helpful. And... um. Let me know how you like it. If you listened, if you're one of my OG listeners and you listened to that first episode, um, I'm curious if you felt like this one had a different like feeling behind it. Um, so I would love to hear your thoughts on that. So find me on Instagram or something and send me a message. And um, yeah, I'm going to go get in the bath. I've been like laying super low all day long. I'm just like tired and... I don't know. I've just been tired lately. So I'm letting myself be tired. I have nothing else on my list today besides this. So check, check, check. Check it off the list. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. You're doing a great job. I love you. And again, if you want information on the six or the seducing six figures mastermind, um, find me and send me a message or an email, or you can just apply at the link below. Okay. Mwah! Love you bitches. Bye.